I don't know. I don't yeah. know. About I mean, I don't actually know. I'm just throwing a theory. Lord out of anyway. Light, vagina magic. It's not my forte. Oh yeah, I studied it in college. At the Citadel. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Man. It's your favorite full spoiler movie podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series, reading a Clash of Kings. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Zach, and sitting here next to me, my brother, Nate! That's me! I don't know why I put a long pause there, but I like it. You've been doing long pauses a lot lately. It's pretty... It's so critical. Cool. I can't work under this pressure. You're the one that puts all the pressure on. I know. By taking these crazy long pauses. If you've joined us before, thank you for coming back. If you have not been here, we are full spoiler. We talk about everything, all the good stuff, beginning to end, like you've done it before. So if you haven't, you should probably go do it, read the books, come back. We'll still be here. Maybe. Probably. If you behave. At least I'll be here. I don't know about this fucking goon. Whoa. So last episode, we were reading Tyrion. Tyrion was doing a bunch of... I think I numbered my shit wrong. I put ten there. Yeah, we were reading Tyrion 9. Yeah, Tyrion 9. And so. Tyrion was overseeing Marcella, getting shipped off to Dorne, seeing her off. What a bye. That went well. That went well. But and that was where the well ended. Yeah, then we went into the bread riots where these small folk finally lost their shit because they were starving and hungry, and Joffrey threatened to have them all cut down by the Hound. And so, yeah, some of the High Lords got torn apart with the High Septon, quite literally, and it was a shit show in which Tyrion really stepped up. Cersei even kind of let him take command. Not let him, because fuck Cersei. But... Which, as he explained, is mainly because of her having the kettle blacks and thinking she's, you know, getting something sneaky past him. But yeah, Tyrion lost his shit on Joffrey, which isn't going to bode well for him come in the Joffrey's future. murder. But Tyrion really stepped up, took charge, and... Uh, he was once he was given the the actual information. He met with Bronn and Varys and had learned from Sir Jason Bywater that actually he's one of the most hated and blamed for the condition of the city, and that really didn't sit well with him. He didn't like it. So he conferred with Bronn and Varys, and Varys essentially just said, "You know, chill. We gotta we gotta relax and play this through." And so now we'll be joining. The other team, Davos Seaworth. Davos second chapter in a Clash of Kings. Last we left Davos. He was at uh he was watching he was watching some effigies of some gods get burned after poor Crescent. Yeah, Crescent you got I'm gonna get this bug. Oh, man. there's a little yeah, yeah a little fruit fly flying around. Bastard, they pop up this time of year. And here. uh we had learned the division among Stannis's men of the Queen's men. And sort of everybody else. Yeah, the people that still follow the seven. Most people are drinking Melisandre's Kool-Aid, but there is still some division about that, about Stannis inviting a red priest from a shy into his camp. Yeah, he also had a nice little chat with Saladar San, and then the king himself, Stannis the goddamn Manus. And that's where we basically left him. He was sent out on a mission to deliver all the messages of Cersei's incest with Jaime and Joffrey being born of that incest right so we pick up and he's back he's fucking back back in black and he's riding along with the king stannis as they're approaching the walls of storm's end yeah uh it's actually sir courtney penrose we get the description of first though as he wore no armor as he sat on upon his stallion and if the size and splendor of king stannis's party impressed him he did not look it he don't give a fuck nope he's 
He's a badass, man. I like Cartney Penrose. So we learn a little bit more about the splendor of the party. Even Davos was wearing mail, even though it's uncomfortable for him. He's, yeah, he's pissed about he's it. He's not miserable. used to the weight. He's a rogue. Well, yeah, yeah and he's absolutely. He's light leather. And, he, yeah, he just feels cumbered and foolish. But every man in the party is decked out, and every man in the party was of higher birth than Davos. And he just, of course, Davos always thinks... Yeah, this is part of his character that we'll become accustomed to, is thinking he's below all these men. When he forgets that, you know, the right ideologies and and thoughts, you know, are what are going to show if you're a good person or not. Yeah, I mean, Stannis himself isn't decked out. He's garbed right. similar to Davos. Yeah, they are. All these other guys have these big flowery or ornate helmets and armors. They're wearing boiled le- leather over their chain mail. Yeah. So and, they got the chain mail. And but Stannis did have the circlet of red gold that in its own didn't right. lent him a certain grandeur. But <coughs> I, uh, my note there, uh, Stannis has a crown because that's basically about it. Like it skips right past him. <laughs> I hit the table, too. Great, kicking the table and shit. But this is the closest that Davos has been to Stannis in quite a long while, as the king was often occupied these days, and now that he'd come into his power, the lordlings buzzed around him like flies around a corpse. Buzz, buzz, buzz in your ear, buzzing. Yeah, I like that Martin uses the the death there, just kind of... Well, yeah, because he shifts to bring that, the tone. being like, oh, yeah, and he also looks half a corpse. Years older than when Davos left Dragonstone last. And so, we're full spoiler reread. We know that's essentially him fucking Melisandre to give her yeah, the, That's him giving his, the his life, life force. Yeah. yeah. And so, it actually is straight up sapping him. And we had also learned, well, Davos learned from his son Devin, the king's squire, that the king barely slept of late. Since Lord Renly's death, he's had terrible nightmares, and only the Lady Melisandre can soothe him to sleep. Now, is it actually nightmares, do you think? Or do you is that just part of the rituals to get the the shadow shit happening? I mean... Combination of both. I, I would think it's rumors. I think the king's hardly sleeping because he's the king, and he's got a lot of shit to plan. I think Melisandre's with him, so there's a lot of rumors about yeah. what's happening there. I know it's said that he like, Stannis has cried out in his sleep, uh, especially the night Renly died. But, yeah, I could see him maybe having a couple nightmares, and that's led to some rumors. But yeah, I think I that think might it's... be guilt-ridden nightmares, but they're not nearly as numerous. Or... Yeah, I don't think it's uh, he lays his head in Melisandre's lap, and she's cooing him to sleep. Well, like... no, more of a, like, she's kind of replenishing his energy in there, maybe. Well, while nah, he's... seems to be the opposite. Well, when she's not making shadow babies with him. But Davos then wonders if that's why she's been sharing the king's pavilion now but he says nothing to do uh, to Devin cuz Devin's kind of sipping the Kool-Aid yeah, himself yeah. now. He's going praying to the red gods, but the, you know, he's, he should. It's you know, Devin's a good god, boy. Yeah. He's uh he's doing what his king does, follows his gods now, you know. So, Stannis and Sir Courtney exchange pretty cold greetings and Lord Florent gets all pissy about Courtney not calling Stannis king and it was interesting because Davos notes that the Lord of Brightwater Keep, Lord Florent, had been the first of Renly's bannermen to come over to Stannis and the first to give up his gods and take up the Lord of the Light. The Queen's men were more numerous and powerful than ever, Lord Alistair Florent foremost among them. So again, we get these Queen's men yeah. and how fickle these Florents are. Oh, like, yeah. So gave up both quick, gods and king. Uh, to draw a quick line, fuck the Florents. 
Fuck the Florence. Fuck the Florence. Coming straight from the um, undergrowth. I just don't like Alistair there. He's a, he's a fucking cunt. Yeah, fucking. No, I mean, they all seem pretty wishy-washy. Yeah, well, it's, you know, because we met uh, Axel, I think it is, out in Dragonstone, Lisa's uncle, who's was the same shit. This big billowy fucking... Like, go fuck off. So Courtney starts going through Stannis' party individually and being like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. What up, Davos? Yeah, he ignored the fucking comments from from Florin there. It just blew him off and addresses Stannis. And yeah, calls each one of them out by name. Like, you know... Oh, this motherfucker of the king of Renly's the Rainbow Renly, Guard. Yeah, of Renly's Rainbow Oh, and Mr. Florin, the motherfucker. And then, yeah, just a, a quick shout out to Davos in the back. And then he's like, and I don't know who this hoe is you got with you, but, like, I ain't interested. And Melisandre introduces herself, and Davos notes that she alone came unarmored, but for her flowing red robes. And Stannis says that the term, terms remain the same. Surrender the castle, give him Edric Storm, and you'll all live to go free. And Penrose says, bugger that. He calls Florent and all the others turncloak who change kings and gods the way he does boots. This guy is ballsy as shit. Well, yeah, like, so you skipped over the line yeah, where yeah. he was talking when because he says that he serves different gods than, than Melisandre, and Florent goes off about some shit, and he was like, yo, I would have brought a septon out if I knew we were speaking theology, theology today. Yeah. Like, what, what up? Like, and he's just, he's so fucking sharp with everything. Yeah, like, I mean, he calls them do? all legitimately. Come on, come at me. Like, every one of them. And Davos even thinks he's not far from wrong. And Brienne of Tarth gets brought up and blamed for Renly, as well as Catelyn Stark. But Sir Courtney declares that a lie. And he just says, I knew Brienne since she was a little girl. I knew how she loved the man. There's... Did I jump ahead on you? Yeah. You're just fucking, you're just short. Well, I mean, it's a lot of dialogue. If you have something to say, Well, I I would if I could keep up. Slow down. Rushing me. I just can't read fast. Um, Nothing important, really. Just noting the progress. Yeah, yeah. It's a dialogue-heavy chapter. Yeah, no, I just had to find my spot. But Brienne gets mentioned, blamed for Renly, and Courtney says uh, that's a lie. He saw her growing up. He knew how she loved him. And, yeah, and this is where he really goes in on the Rainbow Guard. He calls out... uh, all those guys that were wearing the cloak for Renly, and they're like, for real, dude? Like, you were there to protect him. You're sitting here telling me who killed her, or who killed him, and yet here you all are fucking running around with his brother. And then he asks, you know, where the fuck is um, Loras Tyrell and, like, all the other, the Highgarden, his his wife? Like, what happened to all them? Did I skip now? Huh? No, I'm I'm just listening. But, yeah, so Stan is... uh, finally just cuts him off and they're like it doesn't matter who the fuck killed him and he's dead regardless but this is where Courtney's finally like all right enough talk go enough's enough Stannis me and you right now bro chucks a glove in his face right now fucking blam he degloves and challenges him to one on one combat single combat any weapon or let us pick our champions as it was in the old way pick one of your little fools right behind you go ahead Stannis is like why the fuck would I do that like we've Got you beat, dude. Regardless of how long it takes, victory is certain. But if we do have to storm these walls, there's going to be no fucking mercy for you, says he who is notoriously without mercy. <laughs> Penrose, so Penrose is like, fine, then we're done, and turns and rides back to the, the castle, and Stannis, grinding his teeth, turns and does the same for their camp. And well, before, because he, he tells them the, the little line about, 
Stannis is like, I'm a storm you can't avoid. And he's like, well, bring your storm. Yeah. And don't forget the name of this castle. Like, fuck you, bro. And then that's when Stannis turns and fucking... I don't want to say storms off because he doesn't. He does. He's not storming off at all. He knew that that's how it was gonna yeah, go. Yeah. So all his little lords bannermen begin debating about the single combat and saying, uh, "Oh, I could fight. I'd do it." Er-da-der. Until Stannis has had enough and he's like, "The rest of you, fuck off. Davos, ride with me." And Melisandre keeps pace because that's just yeah. what she she knows what's up. And Davos notes the looks that pass between all the lords, and they're like, "Yo, that this, and the people that are on the ground as they ride by." This as fucking well. motherfucker gets to gets to ride off with the king, but and he it even makes him think of Renly himself, uh, Davos, and how Renly never had a problem with keeping his his lords like happy with him. They never fucking side eyed them like fuck that. The lords to their face, yeah, to to Renly's face, like. Everyone also bashed him about his, you know, sleeping with other with men. Yeah, at, behind his back constantly, like everybody did. Yeah, it's a bullshit henpecking. Yeah, no and one so, is your friend. Thing. Exactly. So as much as everyone nah, says, Stannis is fucking on point with it. Fuck you. Yeah, cut exactly. through the bullshit. And up close, Davos notes Stannis looks even worse than he had realized yeah. to begin with. And Stannis until... asks him what he thinks of Courtney Penrose. He's a stubborn man. It reminds me of someone who used to hold storms and you know like a little while ago, not twenty years ago or and so. And Stannis is like, "Yeah, fuck off. It's not me. Like, relax." But he then reveals that Lord Florent has advised Stannis to bring in Sir Courtney's father and hang him in sight of his son. The fuck? Yeah. The, like, what the hell are you thinking, Florent? In what world, like? So I really like what Stan. I love this conversation because Stannis knows how dumb all this shit is, and he's just throwing it at yeah, Davos oh yeah. just to see if Davos is going to be straight with him the way Davos always is. Yeah, because all the High Lords haven't been, well, yeah, as, which no, is obvious, yeah, you know, and that's what he's highlighting here. Yeah, and so Davos immediately is like, "That would gain us nothing and bring dishonor to our cause." And Stannis, dishonor. Stannis is like, "Yeah, what?" And they discuss the honor for a minute and Stannis asks you esteem this Penrose more than you do my lord's bannerman why and Davos just says he keeps faith and Stannis and is like, like yeah, even the... a dead king to oh. a dead king like and he's like yeah but he's keeping faith like he's yeah, still he's still keeping who he said he was like your bannermen are because that's when he says the line a month ago they served Robert last week they served your brother this morning they serve you who they're gonna serve tomorrow? And Stannis just fucking barks out a laugh. I, I'm so happy to see him smile. <laughs> and he looks over at Belly. He's like, "Yo, I told you, my onion knight tells me what's up. I got this." And he says, "I have missed you, Davos." And then lays it out. My bannermen Dude. are incons- inconstant, even in their treasons. But I need them. And you should know of all people that it sickens me to pardon such as these when I have punished better men for lesser crimes. You have every right to reproach me, Sir Davos. And Davos is like, nah, bro, you're good. You're beating yourself up more than I ever could. Dude, the bromance magic in this. I can't get over it because I missed you, Sir Davos. I told you the Onion Knight wouldn't let me down. Yeah, no. He got me. Stannis' homie is bad. He ain't going to BS with me, yo. He he realized sending Davos, because he knew Davos was fucking pissed back in Dragonstone with the Crescent Ordeal and all that. So he sends Davos away. 
and then realized I miss my fucking miss bro, Davos. dude. Like, and so he's so excited to have him back. I love it. So Davos instinctually reaches for his knuckle bones, and Stannis is like, "Are they still there on your night? Why do you keep them?" I've always meant to ask. And Davos says to remind me of your justice, your liege, my liege. And he says, "It, it was justice. It was justice." <laughs> a good he's act. So, he's so happy with himself. Oh yeah, a good act does not wash out the bad, nor bad the good. Each should have its own reward. And he looks back at his bannerman and says, essentially, I've pardoned them, but I haven't forgotten the fucking bullshit that's led us here. Yeah, fuck them. That they vouched for Renly over me and knew what they were doing when they did it. And so he then asks uh, what the small folk thought of Renly's death. And Davos tells him, playing out, like, they miss him. They loved him dearly. Fools love a fool. There's nothing more that can be said. I grieve for him as well. For the boy he was, not the man he grew to be. God, I fucking love Stannis. Yeah, uh, and yeah, that's it. Fools love a fool. I mean, Renly was a he was a show. He put on a great production, but and then he there's next, no substance to it. Nothing. He finally asks what he what the people think of Cersei's incest that they had spread. It was taken like I mean half and half as yeah. it usually is, he, but. Yeah, he comes back at him with the well you know, was already poisoned with another yeah. rumor. And Stannis is like, yeah, I know. Ew. Renly told me already. Yeah, he's the son of a bitch. But you know what can we do? I love it because he then gives the quote of Robert could piss in a cup and men would call it wine, but I offer them pure cold water and they squint in suspicion and mutter about how queer it tastes. <laughs> it, like. It's, I mean, it's got a point. Like, he straight up is revealing the absolute truth, and people are like, mm, mm. Yeah. So he does mention, uh, Davos, that, you know, they all whisper it and tell the story of it, whether they believe it or not, because it's so much fun to tell that mm-hmm. story. And it's that's what it is. Like, you need to get that Moon Boy Cersei shit out there, man. That's yeah, what people yeah, that's latch on to. craziness. And so they Well, I that. mean, Brotherfuckers are pretty crazy. Yeah, but, but it's not Targaryen, a fucking... It's Patch Face is painted, like, tattooed in Motley. True. Like, this is some wild shit. But Stannis is absolutely certain that uh, Cersei had a hand in Robert's death, and he says that he'll have justice for him. For him and for Ned Stark and Jon Arryn. And Davos asks, and for Renly? And I had a little bitty, bitty bit here that I had wanted to read. But, uh, yeah, so Davos asks for Renly, and he kind of just blurts it, doesn't really, can't help it. And Stannis, it says, uh, for a long time, the king did not speak. Then very softly, he said, I dream of it sometimes, of Renly's dying. A green tent, candles, a woman screaming, and blood. Stannis looked down at his hands. I was still abed when he died. Your Devon will tell you. He tried to wake me. Dawn was nigh and my lords were waiting, fretting. I should have been a horse, armored. I knew Renly would attack at the break of day. Devon says I thrashed and cried out, but what does it matter? It was a dream. I was in my tent when Renly died, and when I woke, my hands were clean. Okay, so get go with me on this here now, because as you read that... Hit me. What if the shadow thing, when it's there, he's at, the reason he's asleep and can't be woken is he's warging into it, technically. And so while he doesn't have the magic like Bran does or John, when he you know puts the, the shadow magic baby into Melisandre, 
that's why the energy is there because it creates this like fucking this doppelganger that he can warg into when he's asleep and his third eye is most open because even Jojen said that your eye can, some people's eyes can just kind of slip open so if Mel creates that kind of portal that fucking link then maybe he has he was warging so it's not necessarily it was nightmares but it was because he was actually there and experienced it too and so that's why he has nightmares of killing his brother and so sees it. So the interesting thing to me is that Stannis is a bed when Renly died. When Renly died, Stannis is at Storm's End. And we know from this chapter that the shadows can't cross the wall. He wasn't at Storm's End. There's a bitter bridge. His, uh... Yeah, uh, beneath the mass of pale green stone, the encircling... Oh, well, he wasn't in there, but... Well, yeah, he was outside the, of the like, camp. Do you... I don't know. No. The, the, the Melisandre says that it's... There, there's shit here that is affecting yeah, under the magic. Walls. You can't go I know, I get that it's the wall, but, like, the... I mean proximity to it means nothing like is it not clearly according to what according to her well that's it from what she we see but we know melisandre's liar about what she tells people she tells him that he was outside the walls so it didn't matter yeah it's i don't know it's fucking stannis was asleep my hands are clean it's just his justification for it the nightmare he's having of it. I think the best guess is, yeah, yeah, it's sort of a warg. Like, such he sees kind of through it because it is his essence would be my thing. But I don't know. I don't yeah. know. About I mean, I don't actually know. I'm just throwing a theory. Lord of Light, way. Vagina Magic. It's not my forte. Oh, yeah. I studied it in college. At the Citadel? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But Davos immediately thinks something is wrong here. Yet he nods and he's like, yeah, I see. I see. Mm-hmm. And we get to one of my favorite bits about Stannis. Renly offered me a fucking peach. (laughs) (laughs) At our parlay, he mocked me, undermined me, and offered me a peach. And he's like, when he went to grab it, I went to draw my sword. Was that his purpose, to make me show fear? Or is it just one of his pointless fucking jokes? And Davos notes, Stannis shook his head like a dog snapping the neck of a rabbit. Yeah, only Renly, him. only Renly could so vex me with a piece of fruit. I did love him, Davos. I know that now. I will go to my grave thinking of my brother's peach. <sighs> so yeah, I, I, you can see the remorse, and that's oh, yeah. you know with the with the nightmares and like the way that he hauntingly, I see it in my dreams sometimes. Yeah, you're remembering it because you're so fucking guilty about it. Yeah. like clearly, but it's. Especially after this this bromance moment, like, and now he's just, you know, he's sad that he lost his brother. Yeah, I mean, I mean not... yeah, he straight up says, I did love him, Davos. Like, I want, like, I know that now. Well, and I know there's a lot of people that just hate on Stannis because of the, the cruel, cold, car- but technically, thinking in the way of Stannis, it's not that he hates his brother in any way. It's that his brother broke the law. And yeah. just like Ned, if Benjen, we talked about it back when we were doing Game of Thrones. If he caught if, Benjen. If he caught Benjen doing something wrong or fleeing. He'd have to. He would take his head bound, because yeah. he's, it's just that in that character of him and he yeah. has to do it. He, he thinks that Mel isn't, you know, wrong in her ways. He's not completely thrilled, I would imagine, but he's using her because it's just one more tool, allow asset to the king. Yeah, and so I, I definitely think it's overlooked how much he does regret that he had to kill his brother. Not that he killed him, but that he had, had to, to kill yeah. him. 
I grieve for the man he be uh, for the boy he was, not the man he became. But yeah. they enter the camp, and Stannis just kind of shouts at his bannermen to meet in an hour for war council. And then him, Davos, and Melisandre continue on to the king's pavilion, which, complete contrast to Renly, was large but not grand. It was a soldier's tent made of canvas, and only the royal banner marked it as the king's, that, and the two queen's men that stood guard outside. And I love the fact that queen's Davos men. always calls them calls queen's them men. queen's men whenever he sees guards that are queen's men. Yeah, and so dis- uh, Melisandre gets dismissed. Devin's chilling there. Devin, waiting. yeah, because he like, takes hey, the helm bro. and another squire that's a little bit larger than him. And but... Stannis is like, "Yo, we'll take two cups of mad cold water, thanks, dog." Mad cold water. Mad bro. cold. Two. And tells Mel he's he'll send for her, and she's like, "You don't get water, bitch. as you command, your grace. I don't need." It, it evaporates and I just condensate moisture. Yeah, pretty much. I, I think about, would be her answer. A, yeah. So I think this will be a good time for us to part ways briefly and bye. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, I'll say you. that to you. No, though, oh, yeah, yeah. As we head out to our small council. Yeah. Right. So we will go do that and catch you on the next side of the small council on the tape. up dog what's going on nothing apparently because we can't think of anything to say other nope. than sup dog and what's going on so thank you for joining us in the small council where we like to tell you how you can get a hold of us if you would like to for instance submit an inductee hey ask a question whoa follow us so you can read our polls gas or other fun arbitrary things such as like and then onomatopoeia killing it Anyway, uh, <laughs> we are quite interactive on pretty much every social media platform. I'm on Twitter at Carstark92. Nate's on Twitter at Manners Without. That is also the Instagram. I'm going to belch. Why are you going to belch? I, you, they're very well contained. Good mm-hmm. job. That was good for you. Anyway, we can also be seen on Facebook where we have multiple groups there. We have the open to the public group. And that's just facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast. Easy squeezy lemon peasy. Or if you go to patreon.com slash without manners, you can join the private members only VIP private. It's twice as private as it is any of those oh, other so things. You get two privates. Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was out before I could stop that one. That's so. what happens. That's, your privates are out before you can stop it. Usually. Dang. And that's why he has charges on his record. So the Patreon gives you sample chapters for Winds of Winter that we are rereading. So those are way in the future of our current reread in Clash of Kings. It's very fun to discuss those kinds of things. You can also, I don't know, what else are we putting up on the Patreon? We're, we're brainstorming a lot of different yeah, we're, things, we're, so it's Patreon fun stuff. Patreon is currently the biggest brainstorm thing that we've got going because we want to put a lot of things out, and we're just not sure the order to do them in. So. Yeah, it's going to be cool. So. Uh, it's in flux, but there is content, and there will be continuing content. Um, e- email? Email, withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. I did the Patreon. Yeah, our, we have our uh, Stitcher Our code. Stitcher is the the premium code. If you would like a free month's trial of premium Stitcher, it is code BROTHERHOOD at the little checkout when you sign up and enter your little credit card. You punch in our code. It's good to go, and then you don't get charged for 30 Please days. Please don't punch it in. Type it in. No, dude. Fucking punch. rage. 
I guess if you don't Brotherhood without manners is not liable for any damage to laptop, computers, or desktop monitors. Thank you. Or phones, iPads, tablets, other well, devices. Well, I mean, technically, you really shouldn't be doing purchases over your phone. Really, you shouldn't be listening to me telling you to hit shit in general, so that's on you, I Ross. mean, like, people shouldn't be listening to you. The fact that we've made it <laughs> as far as a podcast is, frankly, mind-fucking-boggling. But anyway, let's uh, do what they came here to do and talk about Davos and Stannis, not us. Okay, we'll let him go back to the episode then. Yeah, that yes. So why are you still talking? Let's do 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 Davos. Okay, so Stannis enters and sits on a stool and waves Davos to another one, which I like. A stool Very simple sim- stool. Yeah, yeah simple. it's to match the. Like it's the two bros. Just well, chilling, yeah. like. it's to match the canvas tent that he's in it's yeah. just this very there's a fucking table with the battle maps it's not needs. Renly because Renly's camp literally had his pavilion had literally everything you yeah. could fucking showers there was a men's locker room you could peep in if you wanted to like with a fully equipped glory hole <laughs> alright well that's the one I want to visit that's where Axel Florent is wow. that's where Axel Florent works but uh Stannis immediately jokes, love it, that he's going to make Davos a lord just to irk Lords Celtigar and Florence. <laughs> though Davos wouldn't thank him for it because it's a lot of fucking dreary bullshit that you have to listen to. All the crap that Davos would not, like that he's been dealing with today. Just the shit he would not want to have to deal with that he's going, because he's going to the, well, no, he's not allowed at the small, or the war council because he's not a high lord. Yeah. So. But uh, they, they're just chit-chatting, kind of bullshitting, and then Devin comes back with the water and gives them to him. And Stannis, because I've been noting how everyone takes their drinks, because it's super interesting to me. Ice cold. Takes his ice cold with a pinch of salt in it. Mm. And Davos, it noted, took his straight. Straight water. But he wished bro. it was wine. Yeah. But Stannis likes a little bit of that saltiness in there, and I love it. A little like, tiny flavor. Yo, like, little flavor. That, that I think, perfectly yo, describes you, Stannis. Like, you need pure a little sodium wa- in your diet. Pure cold water with a little bit of salt that's Stannis right there like hell yeah that's sick and so uh yeah Davos wishes it was wine so he could be getting day drunk with his boy but Stannis lays out what his lords are going to present at the war council for options I before you get into all of that I don't have each one individually no so I've got kind of a brief thing there but um the fact that he's he knows what they're all gonna say Mm -hmm. what do you think though what the fuck do you, like, that Davos, of all the men there, is the only one that will give him that shit. And it just, again, it makes these moments where it's just these two chilling over a nice cold glass of water, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that much more endearing. So, basically, he explains that Lord Valerion will want to storm the castle. Storm it. Just fucking boom, which is what Stannis has kind of hinted at. Thousands will be lost because it's a big fucking castle. It's a massive castle. If you don't know, go buy the book by Joe Buckley, Great Castles of Westeros. That motherfucker will tell you all about how you can't take this castle. Ask Stannis. He'll tell you how you can't take the castle. A lot of people are going to die. Lord Zestermont just wants to starve them out. What they did to Stannis before, which... I there it's not Stannis, so I think the starving would be much faster than the what was it was it twelve or eighteen months he was in there yeah. starved, um, but it's still gonna be fucking a long time. It's not going to happen yeah. quickly, and then all the rest of them are basically just vowing for the singles combat. They're just kind of fighting, each hoping for their own personal exactly. fucking glory, wanting to win the 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 king's fucking honor, 
Yeah. So Stannis is like, fuck that shit, Davos. What would you have me do? And Davos considers this for a minute and then says, strike out for King's Landing at once. And Stannis snorts and says, and leave Storm's End untaken. And Davos lays it out. Sir Courtenay can do you no harm. The Lannisters can. A siege, as you said, would take too long. Single combat's too risky. An assault would cost thousands of lives with no guarantee of success. And it is currently said that Tywin Lannister rushes to the rest to rescue Lannisport from the vengeance of the Northmen. Of the Northmen. So Tywin's distracted trying to get Lannisport back. You said all this shit to take Storm's end isn't viable. So let's go take the capital. Seems pretty good to me. Uh, he tells uh, Stannis, like, looks over it. Because Stannis just loves including everyone in the conversation. Yeah. He's like, you have a more than passing clever father, Devin. Devin, and Devin. Your dad's a cool motherfucker over here. It makes me wish I had more smugglers in my service and fewer lords. Fucking Stannis. So Stannis basically tells him he agrees. That's a great fucking plan. Brilliant. Absolutely lovely. Except for one flaw. If I leave, then they say I was defeated. I I disagree with that. I I love this little paragraph here because Stannis knows exactly what he is. He is not trying to claim to be anything else because he does. He says, you do err at one point, Davos. There is reason to take Storm's End. If I leave here, the castle untaken, men will say I was defeated here. I am not loved as my brothers were. Men follow me because they fear me. And defeat is the death of fear. This castle must fall, and quickly. That's that's it. Stannis isn't trying to win the love of these people. He wants their, their loyalty. And so there's a lot of debate. Obviously, um, we're Stannis fans. Um, whether Stannis would make a, a really good king is an, an interesting, long, debatable question. But I think he is the look at the fear aspect of ruling, of... You need to rule by fear and law and the fear of the law type of thing. And that's the that epitomizes Stannis. And he's not blind to that at all. He is aware that these men don't Davos loves him. Yeah. He gets that. Right. He he understands that devotion and is playing not playing on that, but utilizing that. Um, but he's not at all fucking fooled by these lords henpecking at his fucking ass, saying, Oh, your grace, your everything, your lord of lightness. And I just love that he's fucking like, I'm not loved as those two were. Like, Robert was loved as a battle tactician and a war hero. Renly was loved... For Renly stuff. Because fools love a fool. <laughs> but I'm not loved. I must follow, I must rule out of fear. And So I feel like, with that being said, he could have left some loyal followers, loyal to Stannis. There are some kingsmen that exist to siege Storm's he, End. He needs Edric Storm. But that's why they they hold the siege and starve them while he goes and attacks. I just there's uh, not not according to the timeline. Mel like what Mel has told. Well, him, and that's that. Needs, well, that's the issue. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking as the the meta reader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, he would. That was a good plan to go attack King's Landing. He could have left a, his loyal kingsmen to hold it so that he's not being. Defeated we know for here. a fact that he would win. Tyrion straight up has said he needs and two that's more it. weeks. So he's like, not if ready. he had just yeah. fucking listened, if Stannis went here, he would have taken King's Landing and won that. Yeah, one, that part of the war and it, things would have been different but he needs Edric Storm and 
and that's the question of is Stannis ever meant to be on the Iron Throne or is his battle, his purpose something to do with the others and getting right, him right. in the north and so Edric Storm is a part of that distraction, keeping him away type thing. But yeah. we also learn that Stannis has learned that the Dornish have moved to the mountain passes and begin fortifying that area and Doran mm-hmm. won't move so, but is is fortifying. Yeah, that we got area. a little bit of that talk as well from Tyrion's last chapter yeah. because he's the one that set that into action. Yep, and uh, the two men he had sent to Britterbridge to retake Renly's host haven't returned, and so he's like, "Shit, they probably Loras probably got there first and fucking snatched them motherfuckers up." And so he's like, "We this needs to happen quick, so like we can get moving." So Davos is like, "Well." Salador San says King's Landing. I uh, don't give a fuck what Salador San says. Explodes, that merchant motherfucking son of nah. Are you here to serve me, smuggler, or vex me with arguments? And Davos just, I'm yours, your grace. And he says, then hear me. Sir Courtney's lieutenant is cousin to the Fossilways, Lord Meadows. And if should some... Oh my, let me try that one again. Yeah, you go ahead and do that. If some ill should strike Sir Penrose, command would fall then to Meadows, and his cousins believe he would accept my terms and yield the castle to me. And Davos is like, well, that's sweet, but uh, Sir Courtney looked pretty hale and hearty to me. So did Renly. Yo. So did my the brother. Night before he was killed. Fucking A. The night is dark and full of terror, Sir Davos. And come tomorrow, uh, 24 hours from now, Sir Penrose will be dead. Dead. Yeah, Mel Davos, has seen it in the shadows. Davos feels the hairs on the back of his neck stand up, and he says, I don't understand. And Stannis, I don't require your understanding. Sir Courtney will be dead within the day. Mel has seen it in the flames, his death and the manner of it. The flames do not lie. She saw Renly's doom as well. Everyone, you included, would have me sail against Joffrey. But Melisandre told me if I went to Storm's End, I would win the best part of my brother's power. And she was right. And Davos begins to, well, what if you joined your power with Renly's? What if something else happened? What if, what if, and Stannis, I wrote the actual, the exact quote he says, was, would have, what is that? He did what he did. He came here with his banners and his peaches. To his doom. Stannis is all about doom in this Doom! Good he did, too. Melisandre had another vision of Renly in his green armor smashing my host beneath the walls of King's Landing. If we had met there, it might be me dead and not Renly. So, we're going to skirt real quick. Yeah, pause. Hold up. Wait a minute. So... We know that... Prophecies are... Fickle bitches. Very, very fickle. They can be misinterpreted, and I do like that That Stannis does say that she sees all. Mel sees all. And so she's seen a few different things here, and Davos is going to kind of argue about, you know, how can there be multiple futures, but one, and Stannis gives a line about shadows and summer casts stronger than others. This isn't a canceled future. This is not... This this happens. Sorry, Stannis. Like these are all the same. It's it's unavoidable. Well, it's it's interesting, yeah. Because in that he says, "Some lights cast more than one shadow. Stand before the night fire, and you'll see for yourself. The flames shift and dance, never still. 
that's what this is, is a misread. It's not Renly at all. Right. It, Loris, it, it is what comes to pass because of him going here and waiting yeah. and Blackwater burning and all of that. And so it's not two alternate potential timelines. It's the same. And Davos says, yeah, if she saw true, two futures, well, both can't be true. But Stannis goes on to say, you don't love the woman. I'm not blind to that. My lords mislike her as well, and they whisper. They whisper that I shouldn't have her in my pavilion. I should send her back to a shy. They whisper while she serves. And Davos asks, serves how? Dreading what the answer could be. Am I jumping ahead on you? No, you're great. I just needed to. And uh, Stannis answers, she serves as needed. And you? And Davos again says, I am yours to command. And so Stannis lays out the plan. Yeah, you're going to be. Heist music. Cue it. You son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> you son of a bitch. So he's going to be sailing back in, sneaking some onions, but the onions this time are an attractive red priest that's 600 years old. And super prego. And prego is fuck. Yeah, Stannis wants him to do as he once did, land a boat beneath the castle, unseen, this very night, and no one must know what you do. And uh, Davos kind of he once again he tries to find a way around. Is there no other? He way wants to, to protest. He is yeah. a knight. It says he's a knight now, and all that entails, which is you know protecting the good, blah blah blah. Not a smuggler, but he also then notes never an assassin. Like right, he's never snuck people in to fucking murder in the darkness. Innocent, under the, like yeah. yeah, in the the dishonorable way that murder is, but. And he thinks, God's be good, what has she done to him? But yeah. it's Stannis, the and guy he owes everything yeah. to. So. He doesn't actually do it. He just asks for, is there any other ways instead that we can do this? And he tells him, Courtney Penrose was dead the moment he threw that gauntlet down. Yeah, he says, uh, let Penrose have the boy and like yield the castle. And Stannis says, we must, I must have the boy. Melisandre has seen that as well. And... Yeah, Sir Corny was dead before he ever threw that glove. The flames do not lie, Sir Davos. But he doesn't like the fact that Davos doesn't like the fact that in order for the flames to not lie, they require him. To make it true. And so without him, the flames would lie. And that's pretty fucked up, man. It's been a long time since Davos Seaworth had ever felt so sad. Man. Tear face emoji. Yeah, until he fucking loses half of his kids. And so that's how, and I just love this, like, perspective shift of that's how he found himself once more crossing Shipbreaker Bay in darkness in a tiny little boat with a black sail. Even the camp fucking fires around Storm's End make it. The ones from the red wine. The ships in in the bay, even though now the ships are Stannis's. But. Everything seems familiar except for the cargo, and he notes that last time it was life I brought to Storm's End, shaped to look like onions. This time it is death in the shape of Melisandre from a shy. And she just sits there huddled in the folds of this cloak, dark red cloak that covers her from head to heel, which Martin's obviously noting that it's hard to make yeah, out her, her figure. Yeah, her shape and her... But, yeah. um... Davos notes that he loves the sea, but even tonight it's bringing him no comfort. And this is when Melisandre's like, yo, I can smell your fear, dog. Yeah. Yeah, right? And he's like, yo, someone told me the night's dark and full of terrors, bitch. So yeah, she kind of <laughs>, laughs at that, though. She gets, like, oh, okay, you motherfucker. Yeah. No wonder Stannis likes you. Is it me, or is it what we do that you fear? What you do. I'll have no part in this shit. No, no, don't r- fucking wrap me and up in like, that. And she's like, yet it's your hand on the tiller and your hand that raised the sail. 
are you a good man, Davos Seaworth? Which, you know, they, they sail on a little bit, but... Yeah, yeah, asks, yeah, they're and, sailing uh, this whole time, but it's... The, and the... he kind of breaks it down. He's like, you know, I, I love my wife. I provide for my kids as best I can. I've broken the law, though. I've, I've, I've done some slept with shit, other women. You know, but... I've I'm, never felt truly evil until tonight. Yeah, and he tells her, you know, I'm a, I'm a little good and a little bit bad. My parts are mixed, my lady, good and bad. And she says, so a gray man, neither black nor white, partaking of both, is that what you are? If an onion is half black with rot, it is a rotten onion. A man is good, or he is evil. And Davos flips it around, and he's like, well, you talk of men and women, or you talk of men being evil. Bitch, is you? you? Is you evil? And she chuckles and says, oh, I'm good. I am a knight of sorts myself, a champion of light and life. And he goes, yeah, but, you know, you uh, killed Maester Cressen. Maester Cressen poisoned himself. He didn't have protection like I did. I guide a higher power, and that was guardian to me. What the fuck? Well, Renly? uh, You killed Renly, not I. I did not it, do that. That part, and Renly, like, he's accusing her at this point. Like, Davos is getting a little pissed. He says, and Renly Baratheon, who killed him? And it says, her head turned, and beneath the shadow of her cowl, her eyes burned pale like red, uh, Jesus. Her eyes burned like pale red candle flames. Not I. So, like, in the middle of this fucking sh- bay, on the water... She's sitting there. Her eyes are fucking doing that creepy glowing red thing. And I picture, uh, you brought it up a couple episodes ago, but, like, Voldemort in the woods in the first book. Yeah. That that looking up. Of... And it's just these dark red eyes, and it's her just going, not I. Like, I yeah. didn't kill Renly. Like, it sounds like almost like a fucking little kid's nursery yeah, rhyme of, like, I. who killed Renly Baratheon? Like, it just, it was so creepy to me for the first time. This scene, I've loved it every time I've read it, but, like, that turning and looking at him and, ugh, 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 it's creepy. Creepy, creepy. But, and he calls it, you're a liar. Mm-hmm. No, you did. I know you did. And she laughs, saying, you are lost in darkness and confusion, so Onion Knight. And he's, he's happy with that. Good, I'm glad. It's the god of darkness that's keeping us safe right now. It's cold, and the men are creeping close to their little torches and Which trying to keep them. warm, so it blinds them to us passing down. Which is a really good like. I love point. it. Yeah, but she immediately turns that on him. Well, completely. he says, uh, "It says the flames of her eyes seem to burn brighter at that." Speak not that name, sir, lest you draw his dark eye upon us. He protects no man. He is the enemy of all that lives. Fire protects us. Shadows. The uh, the bright gift of the Lord of Light. And so, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's this discussion of theology. Is, is her religion correct or isn't it? She's claiming that the shadows are servants of light and there's a great darkness, yeah, which yeah. later she claims to be Blood Raven and mm, All that nonsense, yeah. But, so that uh, Davos says it's time to, like, chill off with the sail and just paddle in, so they tie it off and they begin paddling, and he asks who it was that rowed her to Renly. And she said there was no need. He was unprotected. But Storm's End is an old place. Spells are woven into the stones. Dark walls that no shadow can pass. Ancient, forgotten, yet still in place. Bam. 
Yeah. So there's magic at Storm's End. Now, and that's, you know, been hinted at and we've yeah, yeah, discussed, yeah, yeah. you know, with uh, the creation of it, but... Is it the same protective magic that's at the wall, do you think? So we do have... This is... Um, and Joe Buckley will kill me because I can't remember exactly what number iteration <laughs> this is. I want to say the seventh iteration of Storm's End. Yeah. But it might have been like the 17th or something. But on that no, last I think one, you're right. I think it's like seventh. It was stated that Bran the Builder himself assisted See. in the construction. Yes. I think it's the exact same. So kind of fucking magic. here's my next question because I was hoping you'd say yes. Is this shadow magic the others? Are they tied? Are they the same? If her magic cannot pass through it, theirs can't either. So is that the like the big fuck you to Melisandre? Is that she's actually serving some great other using this magic? Because if it's Bran the Builder who's inscribing the wall stones with the magic to keep the others out, why the fuck would he be putting that magic at Storm's End as well? If it's not to keep uh, there's a beacon here now, yeah, the yeah. wall, and then is there like is Old Town want to have some shit? Like is it? These focal points triangulating, of triangulating magic. Westeros of fuck you, keep the others out. Yeah. And is that related? Is her magic tied to them somehow? I mean, I have if feelings that like magic in general is kind of tied together. Uh, um, yeah, it could all fall under one. Yeah, all yeah. magic is stopped here. Yeah, but um, or that it all draws from the same kind but of source. N- not but... the magic of dragons. Who I, and that's where another like we're discussing theology. Yeah, yeah. Like, does Danny's magic come from this Rolor as well? Because it's fire, and she gets mad. You know her power. Why doesn't Melisandre go and see fucking Danny? Because all these other fire priests are, and she's literally able to walk. Well, because we the know that they get fire. they get tasked with. Thoros was tasked with making Robert. Uh, true. So she different. was probably tasked to go to Stannis. I right. mean, we assume, unless she's a rogue fucking... Which I've always had an inkling that she is. I've always had an a inkling that priestess. she's just doing her own fucking thing, and she had a missive way back when, and is well, doing I, see, that. I've always kind of seen it as, like, the red church, the, the, you know, priest of... They just get, they go on missions. Like, go, where do you go? Spread the word of fucking Rolor. Yeah. And then if you find. Oh, yeah. Go influence the war of the five kings. Well, (laughs) I think it's more of if you're having, you know, a connection to the god, then follow up on that shit. Like, the, the church is there to help the priests learn how to harness and read the, the flames. But, you know, they're going to obviously make their own mistakes. I don't know. I, like, everything about religion is so structured in these books that I feel like that's not the case. I feel like either Melisandre is on a mission or has forgotten uh, forgotten a mission because Thoros was straight up here to turn Robert and then just was like, I'm a shitty priest, so down the bed. Like, it yeah. wasn't some, like, I'm going to follow the Lord's light. And then, it, like, that led him into the revelation with Beric Dog- Dondarrion. I almost called him Beric Dogdarian. <laughs> Beric Dondarrion, because he was just being a drunkard. His friend died, and he was like, fucking, I'll say the prayer. And that brought him back. And then he was like, oh, fucking hallelujah, praise Rolor. Like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Lord is good. But I, I don't think it... I think there's missions that they're on, and I think either Melisandre is definitively on a mission or has Gone just been like, fuck you, I'm yeah, doing so what I want. It's really hard to say whether, you know, the like, are tied it's so, or however. It's so, like, I mean, especially with how volatile Westeros is when Mal gets sent to Stannis or arrives at Stannis with Stannis. Like, 
the timing of how it. do they you know like how do they choose who the fuck they send to well, influence and that's why this I don't stuff think it is a send or chosen thing uh, I think it's based on who's these red seen priests, man I think it's because how often does Thoros actually see things in the fire versus when exactly and so I mean how often does Mel and that well I mean according to what she's told so her, far we've gotten a couple here two, yeah. like Renly yeah oh uh, well one so, we've gotten Renly Laura, under the well we've gotten we as rereaders know the Loras one as well is going to come into play the did no, you say one about Loras well, the prophecy, like the under so, under King's Landing, smash. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's oh, but yeah, that's sorry, the one. Yeah, she, I mean, we got that well, she and, predicted Renly's doom. So, well, that's what I was going to say. After it happened, supposedly that one has. But also, we have one we have confirmed one. like that's prediction. Yeah, one confirmed though. Yeah, and so it's it. That's why I don't think it's a sent out. I think it's oh well, she's seeing visions. What are your visions telling you? To, how is how are your visions telling you to serve the Lord of Light? Go do it. Go serve the Lord of Light. However the Lord is telling you, you should be serving. And the best that they can do is, you know, teach them how to interpret the flames, mm-hmm. the higher. That's at least I mean, no, I it sounds it like the vaguey bullshit that she preaches that, like, yeah. would make it enough to where, like, they can't even give definitive answers of what the fuck they're supposed to be doing. True. So, makes sense. But Davos then says that a shadow is a thing of darkness. And she just laughs again and says, you are more ignorant than a child, Sir Knight. You sweet summer child. There are no shadows in dark. in the dark. Shadows are servants of the light, children of fire. And Davos is like, all right, hush, bitch. We're almost, we're almost. It makes short. so much sense, though. Like, oh yeah, it really does. Such a great fucking point. And at, uh, they come to this high, high cliff where it's uh, the walls of storms that continue up. And at the base, there is a mouth yawning open. This is where Davos steered sixteen years ago, and where he goes again. And it gets a little treacherous as he heads toward this mouth cave, but. Uh, Davos is a fucking navigator like a boss and just... Yeah, he handles it through no problems, no questions asked. And uh, yeah. he's a little taken aback because last time he was here there were torches and creepily a bunch of eyes looking, peeking, peeping at him through the murder holes above. Yeah. Which is just... Uh, and uh, they reach a lowered portcullis and the boat kind of droop against it, knocks against it, and Davos is like, yo, this is as far as we going unless you got someone on the inside. Don't, Ye- don't. We're just going to keep talking. My phone did not go off. Oh, my God. It's it's, it's about our D&D game. That doesn't mean you can interrupt the podcast, you sorry, son of a bitch. Sorry, everybody. So he does mention that there's a portcullis blocking their way, and she says, are we past the stone walls? He's like, yeah, but there's no way forward, lady. Doesn't like, matter. There's, there's no answer. I have onions yeah. in my vagina. And oh, there's no oh. answer but for a soft rustling and then a light bloomed amidst the darkness. What the fuck are you looking for? Why are you? Because you're you? tripping me out. Uh, there was a soft rustling, then a light blooming amidst the darkness, and Davos's breath caught in his throat as Melisandre had thrown off her cowl and robe, and beneath she's naked. Yo, but that's not. He had to throw his head back because of the light that burst forth when she disrobed. This bitch is glowing, yeah, she's yo. she's shining bright like she, a superstar. What the fuck is happening? She's naked, heavy with child, and uh, her belly bulged as if near to bursting. And George gets into some descriptive about her boobies. But her eyes were hot coals, and her skin se- the, the sweat on her skin seemed to glisten with a light of its own. Melisandre shone. So now, here's what I find. Shine, girl! I love it. Anyway. Uh, that was good. Um, 
Danny was probably when she first birthed the dragons. Granted, you know, she was surrounded by a raging torrent. Liquid of fire. hot magma. Liquid <laughs> hot ma- right. Um but just that it seems Do like you think Danny Glue like was glowing? shown possibly. Shown? Yeah. I was thinking more of the fact that like she's sitting here sweating. She like it's whether it's from the exertion. Yo, there's I some mean, internal light. I mean, this bitch's eyes are glowing. Yeah, like, like out in the middle of the darkness, and now her whole body and is now fucking her just, whole she's body like a, has lit up this chamber. Yeah. Davos I'm so has, light. I'm done. Let's so anyway. So she squats and spreads her legs, and blood begins running down her legs, black as ink. Her cry could be one of ecstasy or agony or both. Davos isn't sure, and he sees the crown of the head begin pushing out, and he's just like, fucking gods preserve us. And she oh, chuckles. But it's a deep, a deep throat. throaty. <laughs> like, fuck. He's in a boat. He's in the show made this so much less worse. Well, yeah, because they, they're on like uh, a the, little, the little shore. Yeah. There's a nice no, little. They're sit. rocking in the boat in the pitch black, except for her. This demon bitch <laughs> who just like looked up at him after drinking. God's unicorn preserve blood. us. <laughs> <laughs> what? Jesus. I hope Davos has a crucifix. They all float down there, apparently. Black fingers coil around and push off of Mel's thighs until the whole shadow stood. Taller than Davos, as tall as the tunnel, as tall as the fuck, like Slenderman? It's Slenderman. Fucking Slenderman? Yeah, dude. She just gave birth to Slenderman. And, uh... Slender Stannis. Stannerman. And then it was Stannerman. And then it was gone, twisting between the portcullis bars and racing across the surface of the water. But the look Davos got is enough. He only saw it for an instant before it was gone. He knew that shadow. As he knew the man who'd cast it. So it's Slender Stannis. And Slender Stannis, dude. What the fuck? Dude. That gives a new terminology yeah. to Stannis the Manus. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. The show did it pretty cool. It was a, a cool little scene. No way near this. Fuck, man. This is horrifying. This is scary, this is scary fucking shit. fucking scary shit. Davos has just witnessed some fucking horror. What Davos just witnessed is, would destroy my fickle mind. Can I say that? I, at first, I was going to say it's on par, but it, it far exceeds even Brienne and Catelyn watching a shadow enter the tent and stab Renly. You know, because you're not seeing where it emerged right, from. Right, and, and how it came in, and that the shiny demon glowing Mel. No. You know, I've, no. I've always liked Melisandre because of what she represents, because she's one of the few people we see using actual magic and doing stuff, but god damn, she's scary. On like, a boat. She's a scary I'm man. on a boat. Yeah, uh... Like a little personal fact about Zach here, I'm terrified of deep water and open water, and, and so it's the ocean and in it's Shipbreaker Bay. It's the ocean in Shipbreaker the Bay. The amount of countless bro. dead bodies. Patchface was in that water. Patchface was in Pat, that water. like walking I don't around, wanna, yeah. singing. You got Pat, cr- whatever happened to Patchface under the water? You got fucking Melisandre and her crazy demon babies above the water. Fuck storms end. So you got an inductee for this chapter? I do. It's Melisandre. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, dude. That. The cowl turning and the not eye to Renly Barat, yeah. like, is, su- like, 
it was i mean is that her saying it was stannis like yes like, I, that's how i took it like it wasn't he me. wanted he asked it's for stannis. it he wanted it he worked in and did it like, that's her giving him that confirmation like he, he had assumed he had thought that it was and like you said it was an accusation and renly baratheon and then not me so the, you know who it was the very last line there the he knew the shadow as he knew the man who cast it is just sort of the confirmation of the night tying the nightmares to the action like it, it was probably the exact. It was the same shadow that stabbed Renly, yeah, and so he's Stannis is clearly affected by it when it's happening. Where is Stannis right at this moment? With Devin, probably with Devin, like in his, ten, in his pavilion, ten, probably yeah, shouting out and being out. like, "Yeah, fucking rage like Starks do," because yeah. I'm warging in a sense because it's my life essence. Because doesn't Bran scream out constantly when he's having he his has been bad yeah, dreams we, and shit? We Jordan's actually mentioned. debated it because I wasn't sure that he actually did. I was questioning if he actually did and yeah he he does scream out quite a bit when he's warging so yeah, so mel though. yeah so mel because holy fuck is her presence heavy in this and yeah dude like, it's scary she's she's a fucking scary scary oh. creature so yeah mel yeah, well, who's cool. yours devin devin yeah little squire devin drinking the kool-aid he's, but it's his know, king you no know, he's drinking the water man with a little bit of salt that's all he's doing True. and he's you know well, that's he's he's just such a good kid man and he does his duty. He's he's proud of his father. Great who... or small, we must do our duty. Mm-hmm. And so he fetches. Yeah, ice he's cold a, he's water. a great squire. For he's Stannis. a fun little side character. And I and like the way Stannis is like, ha ha, Devin, Devin, Devin. Me and your dad, we go way back, yo. Devin's a good one. So, so yeah, just Devin Lannister. Uh, oh my God, Devin Lannister. Wow, Devin Seaworth. Thank Sorry. you. I, I don't That's want... mean. I, there's just so many fucking Lannisters that sometimes okay, it no, comes. We need to discuss, don't... We need to discuss <laughs> this off can- off mic. You need to anyway. Read Julian's email. So we did get an introduction from our favorite French guy, Julian. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, everybody is staying safe with the quarantine and staying clean. And Julian says, hey there, Shadows. Long chapter. Nice chapter. Nice chapter. Love Davos and his train of thoughts. I wasn't expecting Melisandre to use the shadow trick more than once, and that's how the show knew how it was done. Zach was coming at me with that same argument today, and it confused the fuck out of me. Yeah, and he says, hmm, an inductee. Sir Courtney with with a quote. Bring on your storm, my lord, and recall the name of this castle. Fuck yeah. Turns out to be a vain threat, but I liked the wit of it. Rest in peace, man. You deserve the rest after jesting that well against Stannis and his commanders. Absolutely. Valar Shadowharius. Wonderful. I'm very, very happy you just. Yeah, Sir Courtney is a badass. He was my inductee until I settled on Devon. Um, so awesome, yeah, awesome. Until the last well, well, four pages just completely overwhelmed the beginning. Because as much as I love the beginning, Sir Courtney fucking just he killed it, man. Just blah blah blah, shot 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 shot. Like yeah, fuck they, you. They couldn't handle him. And then he's just like, Yo, what up, Davos? Sup, and Davos? Like, yeah, all right. He's cool with my yeah, boy. Wait, we, so. got, we got this shit right But here. then Mel came in like a wrecking ball. But yeah, uh, <laughs> the fucking. Yeah, the, the, so that was a good in one. vain. It sucks. R.I.P. Sir Courtney. It's Courtney, not. Yeah. It's not official yet, but it, it, it will it's, be. It's, it's official. Fi- we're, it's a reread. It's uh, official. Full Stannis spoiler. has Edric Storm, and so that is the end of Davos too. What a fucking chapter! I yeah, loved it. Yeah. So, so we good. finally, after a number of chapters, have a bit of a shorter one. Yeah. Uh, with John Five. John Five is next. So send us inductees for that. Yeah. Do you know what John's doing in John Five? Uh, in John 4, I think he found the cache of dragon glass. I believe uh, Corrin will be arriving. Oh, wonderful. Half hand. I, I think so. Sweet. Yeah. So I think you're right. That sounds right. 
So, regardless, send us in your inductees for that chapter, and then after that will be Tyrion 10. Jesus. It's just, it's just getting fucking wild in King's Landing. We're coming into the last third of the book here of Clash of Kings. Fucking so duck! Shit's going crazy. Yeah, send us your inductees or your thoughts on any episodes or chapters, because we'll get to them eventually, and we'll try to shout you out. But, yeah, John 5, that's next. Join us. Valor to Harris. Peace. Peace.